and welcome to While We're Here. My name's Tamika. I'll be your host for the next 30 minutes. I am just introducing myself because, you know, I know I'm just one of many who's wondering how well people here on the ground floor, you know, your next door neighbor, your your kids, teachers at school, the principal, the grocery man, you know, how is everybody managing life here uh, with being sheltered in place? And I just thought, you know what? I think it would be a benefit to share and unpack uh, some of the information, some of the creative and effective ways that everyday people are managing and navigating life right now. Um, I think that I am one in the audience who's interested in hearing some of the stories, some of the things that may help us understand better how to get through this time that we're all dealing with together. So join me every Sunday. Let's have brunch and maybe our favorite drink and let's connect. Let's enjoy ourselves and enjoy each other on topics that assure us all of how we are truly in this thing together while we're here. Hello and welcome to While We're Here. It's another wonderful day uh, in sunny outdoors, windy, but wonderful nonetheless. Today, I am going to shed a little light on one of our probably most uncomfortable topics that would be on the subject of how to interfere. Sharing right now (laughs) is one of those moments where, you know, fear has the ability to overtake me uh, in this space where I have chosen to be open and transparent and vulnerable, um, thinking that, you know, I'm not the only one who has these um, inner workings, these inner goings on about, you know, facing fears, facing things that probably terrify me on some levels. And then there are just some matters that we're dealing with in life, all of us that we may have in common, um, being, uh, you know, called to step up live our lives in a different way than maybe we were before all of these changes uh, started um, with our environment, with the world being um, under, you know, this health attack. Um, And when I think of health, I think in terms of, you know, not just the physical body, you know, the ability to cause us to be ill, physically ill, but at the same time, I'm thinking about our mental, emotional, and spiritual health as well. Um, So, you know, fear, using your fear in this time, thinking about some of the things that are probably coming up for each of us uh, 
individually, you know, you may have had some goals or some things that you wrote down at the beginning of the year and called them resolutions, things that you decided you were going to, you know, face and maybe tackle for this year, no matter whether they were health goals in terms of weight and losing weight or gaining weight or be being more present, um, you know, with exercise and physical fitness, um, whether you were going to do your best to give it a go on the whole keto or paleo diet, you know, just all these things that we kind of naturally flow in according to the rest of the world, what somebody else says, you know, they're going to do. And so it becomes a common thing for everybody, maybe, but you may have some personal goals, some personal fears that have shown up and reminded you of a promise that you might have made with yourself, you know, beginning 2020. And here we are in the month of May and facing some very collective fears, things that we may not have control over that we can only manage um, down on the ground in our homes with ourselves, with our families. And, you know, then you have to go a little bit deeper sometimes and look at what about those things that you've put on hold? Why? What's held you back? What's kept you from looking at yourself and identifying how to approach um, starting that new business, um, pitching, you know, that new idea to your company or to a business partner or even trying to garner the attention of a potential silent investor. There are so many things going on all around us, but we're all seemingly being called to face our fears, face them dead on, head on, and just really um, idealize, you know, what was that supposed to look like and if you haven't taken the time to sit down and create a written plan so that you can begin to see it and begin to visualize it what's stopping you who's stopping you nine times out of ten maybe even ten times out of ten if you're honest it's ourselves it's really just us unwilling to look at ourselves and see we have so much ability so much potential there's gifts and skills and tools and resources that we ourselves utilize uh, for others and for you know maybe fulfilling roles in places where it involves doing something for somebody else somebody others somebody else's business or company what about ourselves? I can talk about me and I can tell you I have had the worst kind of fear uh, because I was supposed to have at least two other episodes in my podcast by now. I'm being transparent with you. I promised myself that I would step out and create and share from a very authentic place on each Sunday morning something that would 
garner the attention of being relative to the common person. Now, while we have all of these abilities and potentials, you know, to be great, um, to be different or unique and set aside or set apart from each other, this is one thing we may have in common. How do we practice superseding fear? Being willing, being open to share yourself, to share your story in such a way that you are authentic, but also effective, reaching beyond, you know, um, what's right in front of you. So I'm going to tell a little bit of my story and I hope you don't mind listening. I am... (laughs) a 40-something woman, African-American, born and raised in the United States. I am a mom of five children, (laughs) all grown adults, beautiful and very self-sustained. I am a divorcee a couple of times. I have experienced a great career in public education. Um, My past, that was 15 years of my life that I thoroughly enjoyed. Got to learn so much about myself during that period and raising a family and being a wife and being a community member who was very actively involved in all things children and education until I wasn't. Um, There was just something gnawing at me uh, over a very long period of time that I didn't know that I could let myself have that experience, that I could just actually release myself from the hold of obligation as, you know, the forever caretaker of teenage children and an adult son, um, a husband, And, you know, I thought they need me. I got to be fully present, fully available. But I was spreading myself super thin. And, of course, time moves on. Your children grow up and the work becomes monotonous. And, you know, you're kind of like repeating. You're kind of like on this revolving ladder, if you will. You think you're climbing higher and reaching a certain rung on the ladder but then you look around you and you see that you're really just in the same environment that you've always been in and there's really no way out of that until you step off the ladder and so I did that I stepped off the ladder and decided you know what there's got to be something more and even though there was amazing security, you know, I had a retirement plan and um, a secure job. <laughs> it was unionized. So, yeah, I had all of that. A home, beautiful home, and a car, and all that great stuff that people work so hard for every day. But I still, I wanted more. I, I needed to sense for myself, um, what did scare me what was fearful for me that I just wasn't giving myself over to 
And so that day came when I said, okay, enough is enough. Even with my knees shaking and my stomach upset and nervous, I walked away from that job. I resigned. I got out of my house and decided I'm going to downsize. I had one minor child to take care of in this last couple of years of high school. And I decided, what do I want? Maybe I need to take a little bit of time to even discover what that would look like. And so I did. We downsized. We got into a small apartment. I worked at a small firm local um, in my county and, you know, did a little clerical work that wasn't painstaking or requiring a whole lot of my attention. And I took that time to see what else is out there that actually calls to me, calls out to me, that challenges me or even excites me. The work that I was doing had not been exciting for quite a few years. And so I completed a degree program. I, you know, got my bachelor's degree and thought, okay, what else? What do you want to do? I had this idea before I left all of that, that, you know, I was going to be heavily involved in mental health for youth and try and save some of the urban families in my community. Well, I needed to save myself. I needed to take a look at what I was doing and why, not just for a paycheck, not just for, you know, the ability to say, I have a job. I wasn't fulfilled. And so, you know, we do that. We go along with the program and we do these steps and we follow along with what we're told we should do because school says if you study hard and you you know, earn your way through, make good grades, and you get a good job, or you become a part of a great, you know, company or cause, and you give yourself over to many years of that, well, (laughs) that you'll be successful. But then I thought about, what does that mean for me? That was not my idea of success. Okay, so now what? Here I am, and I chose, you know, um, what would it look like if I allowed myself to experience a level of freedom that I'd never had before? It all started with me choosing to become a consultant. You know, I got an opportunity to work from home and finish raising my youngest son and, you know, be present and be supportive of his process of getting through navigating his last bit of teenage years it was a little challenging because it was just he and I for once in my life I didn't have several balls to juggle I just had a couple you know just us so here I am and I will say that I learned so much about myself I learned so much more about myself how valuable I found Um, time that I could just spend being me, getting away from the routine of, you know, the nine to five and the being the mom and making sure dinner's taken care of and all those things that 
maybe people think it's great, you know, when you're in it. But when you take a step back and you reflect, it is great. But it's not the all and end all, you know. It isn't the, the total kit and caboodle for me. So I found out that I liked spending time away during the day, during the week, during the work week at the beach, you know, that I could take a few hours away and drive up the coast and go have coffee in a coffee shop or sit on the rocks at the beach when there's nobody there because everybody else is where? At work. (laughs) And so I discovered how valuable that time was. I would take one or two days each week from being a consultant at home and I would drive up to San Diego and I would drive to Oceanside and I would just hang out there, have lunch, you know, put on my sunglasses, listen to some amazing music or just nothing at all. Just have some quiet opportunity to actually hear my thoughts, to feel myself, be present in the moment. Some of it was unbelievable for me because I had not allowed myself to have that kind of peace before, to have that sense of obligation, you know, to to not have to do something because somebody required it of me. Um, I did work. However, I set my own pace. I set my own hours. And I was very effective because I enjoyed what I was doing. It was simple, but I liked what it was for, what I was supporting. And moving on, I also discovered that, okay, there are levels to this. You know, each experience, each revelation to me, um, I still had butterflies in my stomach. I was still still fearful of trying something new and something different outside of what I knew as a norm. And those experiences just kept moving me upwards and upwards into myself. And so when I say, you know, what does it look like to use your fear? Um, It made me question, my fear made me question, why am I afraid? Because I'm a control freak. I'm that type A person who thinks I have to have all my I's dotted, all my T's crossed um, in order for something to actually be right. I didn't give myself too many chances before to just go with the flow and allow um, the experiences of fear uh, and failure to teach me. I thought I always had to have everything be just so. And in doing that, I missed out on a couple of lessons. So fortunately, having the time to become an empty nester, because that's definitely where I ended up, um, it blessed me to really recognize how fortunate I was to have healthy children, a healthy family who I obviously did something right. So took that fear away of, are your kids going to be okay? Will they be successful on their own? They didn't need me anymore. And they showed me in the most beautiful ways how well 
you know, I introduced them to the independent factor. You know, um, they all identified with what they wanted in those moments of becoming the young adult. And so that I didn't have to be present for them the same way that I was before. That was a little scary because I didn't know any other life. I didn't know any other way of living. And so I moved from that level to the next. This is not something that, you know, is uncommon. People do it every day, become empty nesters and watch their children become adults and self-sufficient and no longer living at home and that kind of thing. So I moved on and I started to just kind of explore different areas of interest in terms of work. What did I want to do? Well, I always thought my nature is as a counselor. My nature is to be, you know, someone who coaches and helps people identify themselves in themselves, you know. So what I mean when I say that, I like to bridge uh, a person and tools so that they are able to complete a certain aspect of themselves or experience, you know, something that they maybe have always dreamed of, but just didn't understand what that took, you know, what kinds of things are available and how to actually tap into that part of themselves so that they could do the thing that they wanted to do or have a dream be fulfilled. I'm grateful for those gifts and for those skills, but still, fear is always present. Um, And what I learned about using my fear is it actually heightens my curiosity. It helped me not want to close in on myself, but it actually pushed me more outward towards the thing that I had this desire to know more about. And so the next scariest thing for me I found was how do you break out of not just the rat race of working and raising a family or kind of doing the status quo type things to becoming like a digital nomad, you know, traveling and supporting yourself financially while you travel. That was a dream. Well, the travel part was definitely a dream of mine for many, many years before I became an empty nester. But the opportunity, um, I never saw it while I was parenting and while I was a wife. So when I gave myself over to the experience of just more time, evaluating what I was doing, what I wanted to do, and how I wanted to, to, you know, carry out my life, the travel experience presented itself to me, you know, and I didn't think I would ever do the things that I chose to do. And this is really recent in my life. So just last year, I made the decision. um, First of all, I uprooted myself from my home town and you know moved to a whole other state and did that alone (laughs) no kids no family members present and I decided okay to start over 
and that was very interesting so I did this I set up home in Nevada and then I I chose to okay rely on some skills that I've had forever that have been really good to me in terms of administrative type work and um an opportunity presented itself for me outside of work to travel and I had only been working for six months I made the decision to did resign from my job and uh had a short holiday with my family my children came to visit and expressed what I was interested in and how excited I was to do this um, I took that opportunity to plan a little bit with a friend and partnered as travelers together and I shared it with my children you know introduced my children to this person so they would know this is who mom's with this is not just some crazy person she's not losing it but again fear was very present it was an opportunity though that I just could not pass up. So with, again, my knees shaking and my stomach full of butterflies, I resigned from my job and I got on the plane uh, on December 31st, 2019 and headed to Mexico. <laughs> now, the plan, and I knew what it was, was to travel and visit each place that I liked for 30 days and the whole idea was to just have no huge expectations but to really let myself feel are these places that I could see myself settling down at some point across Central America um, across you know Southern Europe (laughs) Would I be willing to do that? Well, yes. (laughs) The plan was indeed in place. I was nervous each time I boarded a plane. But I tell you this. Every time I landed somewhere and I was just astonished at the way that I felt. I felt so free. I felt so, you know, excited and so privileged. To be able to go away from what I've known and allow myself. I think the excitement that consistently showed up in me was because I had never allowed myself to to even imagine what I experienced. And it was more of the feeling than it was anything about how great the locations or the sites that I chose to visit were. You know, of course, culture and different faces and new people and new experiences. It was all amazing. But I have to say, more than anything, I've learned more about myself. Again, letting fear be present is so powerful because it really is like the greatest notification to us of who we are and what it is that we actually can achieve if we test it if we look it in the eye and say you know what thank you thank you for letting me feel these butterflies and for even questioning 
can I do that? I can. I did. And it sounds simple maybe to many who's, you know, who have achieved much greater things, but I guess you kind of have to be in a person like my, like me in, in our head to identify with why, you know, you have these notions that things are supposed to be a certain way, but you learn, you know, because these desires show up in you and they're not for nothing. These desires to experience something different, to stretch yourself out and find out what you're made of, those are real and they're powerful. And so I want to challenge you. <laughs> Look at the things that have scared you about yourself, about life, the things that you can actually do something about, such as how you navigate being sheltered in place. You know, what are some of the things that you found yourself capable of over the past few months everyone has been in the same position in this way and so there's opportunities to question who am I what do I know now about myself that I probably didn't recognize 60 days ago what am I willing to challenge myself with in terms of thoughts that I've had or desires that I've had that I just haven't executed. I haven't even given myself the opportunity because fear. Fear is there to teach us just how amazing we are at trusting ourselves. Like it really is just that simple sometimes. You know, can I sit for 10 minutes? Quietly, no sounds, no music, no electric apparatus or children or phone calls or any of that. Can I just be quiet and sit in a still space for 10 minutes? Am I willing to do that? Am I willing to let myself feel and hear the messaging that shows up while I'm in that 10 minutes? And what am I going to do with the information that shows up while I'm in that moment? That is, my dear friends, (laughs) the most amazing thing that you can do for yourself when the fear is present. Listen to it. Let it tell you something that you probably didn't know. And it's going to also say some things to you that you did know but you just never wanted to be brave enough to address it. And that's okay. But I know one thing. Every time I find myself in a fearful state, I stop and I recognize this is another chance for me to get to know myself better. It's another opportunity for me to become more and better informed about something that I have in me that wants to come through, that wants to be exercised. 
ask yourself, can I let myself be present and feel the fear, hear the messaging, and then follow through? I promise you, it's worth it. Letting your fear teach you is one of the most intelligent and healthiest things that we can do. So the next time we join together, I want to know from you in your responses to this podcast, what have you done in listening to your fear and letting it teach you something new about yourself? That you're actually ready and willing to fulfill, to execute. I'm always interested in hearing stories from my listeners. You can find me on Instagram, being Tamika, and on Facebook as Kasarian and Gera. I also have a Being Tamika page where you can drop me a message and just, just share with me what you discovered about yourself and your relationship with your fear. Until next time, let's work it out while we're here.